I don't see anybody else in the bottom based on judges' critiques. It's going to be Alone and I. Well, I could be for sure. They all hated this dress. Jeffrey said I don't look glamorous at all. But it's one thing to say, I think you should be more glamorous or my version of glamour. But to say that I'm not glamorous at all, that's like saying always, never. I think he maybe needs to look up the word glamour. You question my taste level, I question your knowledge of the English language. Oh, oh shit. Jimbo is furious at the judges for their critiques and that's not how this game is played. They're not critiquing you to hurt your feelings, baby. They're just saying, like, your runway didn't match the theme. Are you open if we want to say something? Oh, no, I want to hear from an outside point of view. I think it's the first time that you look older than you are. I didn't know if it was on purpose. No, I purposely have taped my face back to try and look a bit younger, so I guess I look like an old, dumb bitch. You didn't ask my opinion, I'm just giving it. Okay, bitch, well, you're wearing some crusty-ass golden girl bullshit on your head, and you're coming for me. Your lace line looks like carved. Oh. Your hair is fried. Oh. The wig should go directly in the garbage. Oh, my girls are fighting! Baby, I'm just trying to help. I mean, your hair looks like a grandma just dunked her head in the toilet. This is how you react when I'm trying to help you? So maybe I'll keep my comments for myself next time. I mean, your I hair mean, I call her old all the time, but I like the hair I'd wear this hair. Look I at it. The lace like the flyways everywhere. It's uneven. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm here wondering if I have a job after this competition. And these bitches are like fighting like two senior citizens that have been in the home for too long. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but that hair is thirsty. <laughs> so this might be a bit of a like tin hat conspiracy theory and it's mostly just something to entertain myself in quarantine but when you think of like the overall narrative of this season of Canada's Drag Race I feel like we were all we've all been made to be like oh Jennifer Bowers Chapman you don't know what you're talking about and then it's like in a little subtle way the show is like yeah no we wanted you to think that because then this week Jimbo becomes like the audience proxy to basically be saying the same thing everyone else has been saying on Twitter. You know what I mean? Oh, like, a queen for like, the people. Yes. It's for the people. Like there is that's so Canadian. It's for the people. Like it's so thoughtful to be like no we know we're going to make sure you feel heard on the show. Yeah, and you know what I also loved and appreciated about Jimbo's rant is that you know, obviously, <laughs> Rita Vega, bless her, sweet, sweet, sweet cur. Um, But, mm. you know, she 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 inserts herself in there. She's like, so can we actually also read you? <laughs> oh, I know. It was like, oh, Rita. I mean, Rita. Rita, read the room. About, <laughs> Rita, 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 the room. Yeah. Put a bag on it, you know. But <laughs> But I also see, like, the alternate view is, here is Mrs. Baga, mother of the House of Baga. Madam. <laughs> like, Madam, if there's an intimidating knock at the door at 2 a.m., she's like, no, I'll answer it. And so, you know, she grabs the umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Um, she orders for the kids <laughs> at yes, the restaurant. Yeah, so she'll have the chicken fingers. Um, <laughs> can he just get a grilled cheese? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Yeah, that's a deep cut, Mary's. That's a. I don't think we've even ever talked about that on the podcast. But Mary, it's just to it, be clear. It's can you make him a grilled? That's cheese? what it is. That's why. Can you make him a grilled cheese? So 
madam <laughs> madam comes in and she's all like well actually you know can, do you want some feedback and jim was like sure and then you know she says something pretty honest right and jimbo yeah. what i appreciate about jimbo's read back to her <laughs> is that this was kind of like being a producer's contestant and being a good drag queen because he didn't come for her character. He was just like, oh, you want to play? Fuck you. Right. You're wearing a crusty ass old Golden Girls wig on your head and you're coming for me. I When he said your lace line looks like barf. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was very much like, oh, I'll give him a sound bite. Um, <laughs> But Mrs. Baga, I feel like we didn't get to real like they edited the scene a bit, but I don't think she was flapped in the no. least. No flaps given. Like it was and that's where I thought, you know, the bravest one in the group was Mrs. Baga, who's like, Oh, well, are you open to feedback? Mm. And and, you know, like I feel like she she could see that Jimbo was like, Okay, well Jimbo's in his feelings, in her feelings, and their feelings. Um Go off, sis. Uh, I loved when and, she said, like, I got her energy when she said, baby, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> yeah. I love, I mean, I feel like there was someone else we talked about who was like, uh, maybe it was last season, was like the ultimate adult in the room. Who did we talk about was the ultimate adult in the room? In season 12? Oh, I think it was like, I think it was Jackie Cox. Oh, okay. Who was just like, yeah. and I think that, Jackie Cox is the ultimate camp counselor in the room, but Rita Vega is like such an adult in the room. Like, ah, uh, she's just, I, I, I love the big mama energy yeah, of, she, of Rita. Yeah, she'd be driving the van, you know. And yes. w- when did we talk about uh, the, you know, with the kids in the car and the the juice boxes? Oh, it was uh, Alexis Mateo. Yes. Um, yeah, Mrs. Mateo. But, yeah, Mrs. But, Mateo but, has the know, juice boxes. But you know yeah. what? Alexis, Mrs. Mateo also had like a little nip before getting in the car. <laughs> of course. Oh, Mrs. Mateo was like, I'll be out in a sec. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> her marriage isn't yeah. going very well. You know what I mean? Like, no. like <laughs> she and Mr. Mateo sleep on different floors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's a deep cut there. Um, no, yeah. so, so, uh, but, but, but with Mrs. Vega, I just. I appreciated her uh, being this brick wall to Jimbo because we also got to hear Jimbo just come for her. And I think the nuance I love from this scene, if you watch it the second time, is Alona's straw choreography in her mouth. <laughs> oh, I did not notice that. I, I'll have to watch for that again. She's um, She is like mid-sip when Jimbo starts to read her. And mm. the, 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 the straw just kind of stays in her open mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm remembering her face. I, mean, I see the screenshot in my head. Yes. Because oh. <laughs> there are a couple moments like that ep- this episode where like a fight breaks out and uh, and the other queens are like, uh, uh, oh, okay. And there's just a lot of like stunned straws hanging out of mouths um, or like stunned makeup brushes just sitting on cheeks, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. The makeup um, brush is just frozen in place. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know... I, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but your hair is thirsty. Like the, but the, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but ugh, mm. it it never ends well, right? And I think it never ends well. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, if we're talking about the narrator of the season, which is definitely Priyanka, we definitely yeah. had like a play-by-play commentary with Priyanka as well, like fighting like two senior citizens have been in the home for too long. That line, God, uh, 
she's a TV show host for sure. Like that was brilliant. And yeah. what I walked away with here is that I love drama. I do. I think we do. I think we love this conflict, but we like it when it's creative and kind of funny and about looks and not necessarily people coming for their character or like if they have pimples on their ass. Yeah. Yeah. This it's, uh, it's all like largely irrelevant in the long run, you know, like I, I saw like Rita tweeted something of like, hey, just for context, Jimbo and I are friends. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, it's, it's the most expensive wig I own. So there you go. Um, oh, shit. And, but like just wasn't, again, not flapped because she's, you know, Mrs. Bega. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I feel like this, this kind of conflict can essentially be innocuous you know mm-hmm. if anyone is sending queens hate over this it's like okay well that's that's just insanity like this is uh this is all fun and games here right right uh i do want to kind of hone in on the part of this read that i think is uh that you started with right because uh, mm-hmm. it started with the judges right and that quote yes. that quote mary your question you question my taste level i question your knowledge of the english language and it's like whew, like i love it yeah. i love it i love when a queen will stand up i know that's not how you play it and i wonder if there is a bigger storyline here that we're going to get next week or the week after of like jimbo not being able to take critique and that's that's the fatal flaw um but mm-hmm. i i appreciated the logic here because he's basically calling out the phoniness of these critiques where, you know, it's yeah. it's one thing if Jeffrey Boyd Chapman was like, hey, this really isn't glamour to me or I think it could be more glamorous. Right. Uh, right. But instead, he's like, you're saying it wasn't glamorous at all. And uh, that's like saying always, never. I, I appreciated him kind of calling that out. He didn't talk about Brooklyn Heights because Brooklyn Heights was like, I don't see a waste. I think it's cheap. Like all of this stuff, not getting the camp at all. Um, and we also only got to hear Ali X at the end, like uh, when they're deliberating, mm-hmm. um, say, mm-hmm. you know, it's horrendously awesome, um, which right. that's the point. Which is like, <laughs> that's that, that, exactly. It's like, oh, that's even better than being impeccable. It's yes. being horrendously awesome. Like that's, that's drag. Yeah. I think. You know, I, I, I was as Jimbo was going off, you know, on, you know, you question, you know, you're questioning me. Like, I thought she was going to end that sentence with like, well, I question your knowledge of drag, Oh, um, which, you know, and I'll say this because I feel like I've obviously a lot of the discourse has been like, oh, you know, everyone's everyone's coming for Jennifer Bowers Chapman. Like no one's coming for Brooklyn, like about the whole right. ass gate thing and all that. And the response to that has been, oh, well, it's because like, you know. Jeffrey doesn't he's not a drag queen he doesn't do drag blah blah and I would just say like I hear that but Ross Matthews and and Carson Kressley aren't drag queens either Mm -hmm. so uh and like they don't work you know at least Ross like isn't a fashion you know person like and and they are allowed to make these critiques you know right they're allowed to question these queens or have critiques of these queens looks on RuPaul's Drag Race so I think I I so I feel like that argument is a little flawed and I think it's like I'm not saying, oh, we're we're right and everyone's wrong, but I feel like the delivery, the way that it's coming across um, is really the the sticking point with Jennifer Bowers. And it's just like, ooh, you really, like, 
I don't think it was necessary to quote Chichi Devane and call Jimbo's look Turd City. Ugh. I don't think it was necessary. Like, Ugh. and if you are gonna steal from Chichi Devane, how dare you? At least give the queen credit. Yeah, right. And I'm telling you, Turd City, <laughs> Turd. Uh, <laughs> Great reference, Mary. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah. I I totally agree on the... Jeffrey is getting more hate than it seems like these other judges are. Uh, I Yeah, it, it boggles me that Brooklyn is getting a pass just because she's a very famous, talented drag queen. The thing that gets me with Brooklyn critiquing Jimbo on the runway, which I get, right? Like, it could have been more polished, maybe, right? I could see that being a critique from Brooklyn. But... Brooklyn is, she has a very specific pageant drag background. She doesn't do this campy thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. She's not a clown. She's not an actress. You know, she's, she's a pageant dancer, great painter, you know, all of that. But so she is coming from a place of like, oh, well, I, I want to see this type of drag. Um, and I don't think it's it's not Dracula, right? It's not they I don't think Brooklyn is taking that into consideration when judging this competition. I think she is saying, nope, this is what I like. And I get to say that this is what I want. Um, and mm -hmm. and you can compare her critique to uh, of Jimbo's to Lemon because Lemon got praised for the concept, which I agreed with. I'm like, yeah, change up the concept, change it around. Right. Um, yeah. You know. Change your costume. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love that she went to, you know, uh, toddlers and tiaras and Jimbo did something similar, like took the pageant idea and said, oh, I'm just going to go huge glitter and be gay. Cinderella's stepsisters like work like the camp of the diamonds coming out of the eyes. If that wasn't the signal that you needed to change your paradigm for a second, then I can't help you, right? Like, then it's like, well, yeah. then you're just judging from your own perspective. And that's fine. I also want to say that I think that that is fine, that Brooklyn is judging from that perspective. What I'm getting from Jimbo is you got to just say that. You got to say this needs to be my version of Clamor. Yeah, and, you know, I it made me think about, you know, a, obviously, you know, a contentious figure these days, but it is what it is. The RuPaul for what it's worth, has the experience in not just doing glamour drag, but doing the skag drag, combat boots, smeared oh, lipstick, doing the arm. Did the arm. Um, did the arm, you know, has has acted, has, like, performed, has done. I feel like RuPaul has the range in his career where the critiques feel like you don't really, I mean, you can come for Ru and say, oh, but he doesn't do his own makeup and he has people dressing him. And it's like, yes, because RuPaul is the, one of the most famous drag queens in the world and he can afford to. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to take that away from him. Uh, I feel like that is, it makes sense to me when people, you know, kind of, I don't know, feel that thing of like, oh, you know, when you have a drag race without RuPaul, you feel the difference. And I think it's, Partially, it's because RuPaul's really good at hosting a show. Right. And part of it is because RuPaul kind of has the iceberg underneath of experience to to see the variations and to, you know, to critique based on experience. And you could say that, like, there's still some preference. But when you look at the range of winners, I mean, when you look at the fact that, like, 
Evie Oddly won that season, you know, and not Brooklyn Heights. It's like you can't really say, oh, there's only one type of drag that wins on Drag Race mm-hmm. or it's appreciated on Drag Race, mm. you know? Um, right. Whereas I feel like we're getting a little of that feeling here of like, oh, it seems like there's maybe some limited perspectives of what's like winning drag here, you know? Yeah, even when they started to read Rita Bega's look. I mean, like the wig aside, right? Because obviously, you know, there's some contentious feelings about the wig, but uh, I I kind of liked the wig, and I didn't mind. The, I love the yeah, wig. Yeah, I mean, I get what they were saying. Like, oh, it should have been that wet look. It's like, well, it wasn't. So, what do you think now, right? And I think the same thing probably happened to Blair St. Clair in All Stars 5. She had the same type of wig and the same problem where it was like, yeah, when we started hours ago, right. it was that wet look. But, you know, uh, I can't I can't help the dryness of this studio. You know? <laughs> the parchedness. Yeah, um, kind of like your vagina. Yeah. <laughs> that's some dry ass pussy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dap, dap, dap. <laughs> I think, I, think, I think dapping is a different dance move, isn't it? No, no, that's dabbing. That's dabbing. <laughs> that's dabbing. Yeah. Dry ass balls. Yes. Buttholes. Uh, yeah. Buttholes. Yeah. Dry ass butts. Okay. Dry ass butts. You got some dry ass butts. Please welcome to the stage, dry ass butts. Dry ass butts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about this challenge. I think we've kind of gone in um well enough about this fabulous fabulous rant oh don't you just love it when these workroom moments just get so pressurized oh and they they're just they get so tired you know it's what i love the most oh they're so tired so tired project runway they're so tired (laughs) you know well uh let's jump in but before we do tell our marys what they're listening to well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things drag race, the world of drag, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I am Johnny, and, uh... <laughs> and I'm Colin, and... <laughs> That was one of my favorite talking heads from this episode was Rita Vega going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What a gem. What a gem Rita Vega is. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I've, I've been taking breaks from Twitter and whatnot and and Instagram because of mental health and stuff. Um, Mm. But I, and I, I did catch that there, there were people last week that were giving hate to Rita Vega because Jimbo didn't win. And it's like, you do know that Rita had nothing to do with that decision. <laughs> I know. It's 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 just so, like, it just proves how, like, delusional these people are. It's like, she didn't, she didn't have a choice in the matter. She didn't make this decision. She doesn't even go here, you she know? She doesn't even go here. Yeah, it's like... Leave Miss Mrs. Bega alone. She is just trying to get home to catch Oprah at four PM yeah. before she starts dinner at five. Right, and and put a dog in a box and wrap it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that she you know killed it this week in terms of the challenge, but no. right. uh, she is. There is a there is a 
it's like a deep dish pizza quality where it's like uh, it's not oh, exactly shit. a pizza queen. I know I'm not trying yeah, to go that territory again. It's a pie. Okay. It's a, whatever it is, it's where it's like okay, yeah. I, I'm I don't really mind. However, Rita comes out each week. I'm just happy to see Rita. You know. Yeah, it's uh, you know what it is. It's she's she's just a lovely cheese clip. Sure, sure. With maybe a little bit of tomato sauce and a couple pepperonis, she's a pizza crepe. She's yeah, a pizza crepe. She's a, she's a pizza crepe. Yeah. yeah pizza and crepe I'm, I'm 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 saying it with a French accent out of respect, but then I then again I do know that any French speaking person will be like, your accent is terrible because they always think English people's accents are terrible. Um. So well, I and I no, I hear you, and that's fine. That's you know, <laughs> that's French. Those podcasters are speaking. We oui, just say, just say, just say. <laughs> Mon petit chouchou. <laughs> All right, tais-toi. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, Rita Vega is now the pizza crepe, I feel like. Pizza crepe, yeah. Yeah, she's a pizza um, crepe. <laughs> she's a pizza crepe. She's Mrs. Bega. Like, she's... She's uh, Mrs. Pizza Bega. <laughs> Mrs. Pizza Bega. She's a pizza bega. Oh, she's a pizza bega. She's a pizza bega. And oh you know what God. I love? You know what I love the most about this is that her mm. name is Rita Baga, but we yeah. say Baga out of respect for the Canadian accent. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It's technically Baga, but uh, but no, we 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 respect. You yeah, know. Baga. Yeah, Baga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pizza Baga. Wow. Yes, a pizza Baga. There you go, Mary. Yeah. We got it. There it is. We got yeah. it. Uh yeah, everybody's expecting Jimbo to be the pizza queen, and you know I don't know. I guess I guess Jimbo could be, but my question is for you, Mary, and I do want to talk about this. Is she? Because we also loved Sasha Valore. Yes, is, we did. Is Sasha Valore considered a pizza queen? Well, see, it's like pizza queen. It's pizza kind of like don't how, win, right? That's what I was gonna say. It's like it's kind of how Miss Congeniality is never the winner. Mm-hmm. It's a different award, and so no, like Sasha Valore, I feel like, yeah, it was a different thing. Pizza Queen is a very specific. I I kind of always know that a Pizza Queen's not gonna win, you know? Right. That's that's the whole part of it, right? Because yeah, there. Mm-hmm. But but I will say this: there is pizza that could be the best and amazing and whatever, but. It it is its own separate category, and so yeah. I, I I yeah I, for me Jimbo is like Sasha Valore in that okay we we really want them to win like we think that they should win, yes um and I just feel like just in case for anybody who doesn't know what a pizza queen is I feel like oh. it's worth just offering the disclaimer and also reward a pizza queen now and also reward uh. Pizza Queen is a queen that we love no matter how she does in a challenge or how she looks in the runway because much like pizza, even when it's not good, it's still pizza, and we love pizza. Just yeah, like Selena. I-, <laughs> I love pizza. I love pizza. God. <laughs> the ultimate God. pizza queen is Selena. Oh, agreed. Beady beady? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beady beady? She's in the intro of every goddamn episode since we ever started saying beady beady. Yeah. Exactly. Excuse me, miss. We won't be needing the dress. <laughs> I love that line. I've been saying that line since that movie came out. That's how gay I am. <laughs> uh, that movie. It's like if you have not watched that movie on VH1, uh, then you have not watched that movie. <laughs> movies that rock, right? Movies yeah. that rock. Yes. Oh, commercial breaks that rock, yes. please. There's some great VH1 movies that rock movies uh, that I think were... One of them I feel like is a Lifetime movie, but I, I'm pretty sure it aired on VH1. It's called Friends Till the End with Shannon Doherty and 
I think Jeremy London. Ooh. Did you ever see this movie? It's got it. I it's it, it. I'm having like a blurry flashback to. For some reason, this sounds familiar. Yes, okay. I don't so, know why. So mm-hmm. there's. It's basically a single white female esque type of movie, but mm-hmm. it's about this band named Dead Pink and this. It's their college kids, and this new girl comes to campus, Zane, Suzanne, but it's Zane, and she's oh blonde, and she, her whole thing is that when she did pageants as a kid, okay, up oh, full circle, when uh-huh. she did pageants as a kid, Shannon Doherty's character beat her. And she was like so scarred by it. Her mother was abusive. Like she had all these like awful problems. Anyway, she became this like uh, borderline personality person. And she goes and she hunts down Shannon Doherty and like is like, I'm going to take over her life. So she finds out that Shannon Doherty, who doesn't recognize her from her childhood, um, she befriends her, like joins her sorority and then joins her band and the the music in it is like so bad it's good <laughs> i do think i have seen this movie um i'm, I'm friends up. till it's, the yeah, end it's a, it's a 1997 tv movie yes um yeah uh <laughs> they played Zan- this on vh1 they definitely oh totally did. i don't recognize jennifer blanc bean bean <laughs> who played zan but right uh, right right you know. um, Zan, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was, uh, I just remember it being so salacious. Why did I talk about that? Oh, uh, movies that rock. Because we were Movies that rock. Another one. Talking about Selena. Yes, Selena, Selena is that key. Yes, being that yes. gay. Being that gay yeah. since, that, since that age. Selena Estavi H1. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Spanish. Or that's Spanish, those children are speaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poorly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, what's um, poorly in Spanish? Do you know it? Um, probably <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Pobre, some Lee. I don't know. Well, <laughs> anyway, you failed. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, this episode, you know, I was kind of excited to see an actual pageant, if that makes sense. Like, I I wanted mm-hmm. it to actually be. Yeah, I wanted to see their talent. I wanted them to come out with, with like really great swimsuits and the evening gowns. Like I wanted to see that, and yeah. uh, and have the Q and A be, you know, funny, right? But still, this thing. I will say this: while I did want that, and my expectations weren't met, mm. I did kind of appreciate that there was another chance for improv uh, because, and the challenge went on for a very long time. And you might say it was too long, but. I kind of liked the length. I thought it was appropriate. Well, there was a lot of variety, right? Like we got to, it wasn't just like, oh, what look did you come up with or what talent did you do? Like we got to see, I mean, the like, you know, the, the sort of benefits of a pageant is you get to see different aspects of the queen and how they show up to different challenges within the challenge. And so, yeah, I love the concept. Um, I feel like I've seen people debating on like Reddit and Twitter that like this isn't technically the first pageant that's been on Drag Race. Like you could say like season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, the absolute challenge was kind of a pageant. That was a Um, ball, I thought. Yeah. Well, it's like they, I write, like I feel like People were saying like that or like the season nine opener with the Lady Gaga, you know. No, 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 no. A swimsuit talent. No, they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) I'm that this is I am just reporting from the streets that you read it on Reddit. Oh, this isn't the first uh, pageant. But yeah, I kind of feel like pageant and ball. uh, There's 
there can be there seems to be some overlap sometimes uh because obviously there's there's a looks part, but there's no separate bathing suit. There's right. no separate like Q and A. Right. Um, and as as aficionados of pageant movies like Miss Congeniality and Drop Dead Gorgeous, we know that there's like this tone and that there's actually yeah. that there is already a camp quality to drag pageants that the, or to pageants in general, it's already drag. And then to add the drag on it is very camp because it's a hat on a hat. So to yeah. do that here, I thought was Actually, I appreciated that they were dragging up a pageant instead of it being a drag pageant like, uh, you know, Miss Continental or whatever. Right. I guess, you know, I feel like the the one of the reasons this pageant, this challenge didn't really work for me is I feel like the actually for the at least four out of the six characters they were given were kind of vague and a little like. I felt like a little tricky to play. Like, I think it was, I think the, you know, Jimbo's character, it's like, okay, it's very easy to play. Like, you know, the sex the, pot, the town pump, Sorry. the town pump. <laughs> like it's very easy to find that character, you know? Um, and I think lemon as well, like found very quickly, like found a character, but like, mm -hmm. I felt like the other ones, it was, I mean, you know, like miss, like miserable, like doomed to fail because it's not funny. Like the concept of someone just being miserable the whole time, like it's not that funny. Or like, I think like the problem was two of the characters were kind of like, um, there needed, there could only be one who wasn't having a good time. You can't have two characters not having a good time. You know well, what that's, I mean? I mean, I, yes, yes. And we can now, we could talk about this now because I hear you on that. And I think that there were choices that, both Priyanka and Alona could have made that would have made it funny, right? Like I did love that Alona started from quote unquote, that girl that goes out and smokes on her lunch break and you want to get to know her, but she's really tough. And you know, she goes home alone and cries at night. Like I love that she started there and I wish that she made the choice. It was funny for a little while, right? It reminded me of Bendela Krem's goth look that came out in All Stars 3 of, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, she was Kitty Girls Challenge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, that, that look that came out of her being sad that she was winning a competition on a television show making lots of money that she signed a contract to be in. Um, right. Uh, that was just Oof. a, just, just some, just some shade. Um, <laughs> um, no, I love Bendela Krem. Um, it was, I like that she started there it just got old, right? I think I would have leaned into maybe I would have made a twist that she secretly did want this or that she worshipped the devil or had plotted to kill the other contestants. You know what I mean? Like there could it have had been to go something. Somewhere. Yeah, it had to yeah. have an arc. And I that's one thing that I loved about Lemon is that Lemon found an arc to the whole pageant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. It, when she came out, she she didn't just like kind of do what Jimbo did, which is just like joke, 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 which was another way to do this, you know, properly. She started as like, okay, here I am. Here's what I am. Like, get this girl, right? And then... Get these cookies. Get yeah. these cookies. And then by the end, you know, she had that, oh, God, I loved that moment. Um, well, first of all, the mime, right? We could talk about the oh, mime. Oh, the mime was... Right. In, in, oh, I just... I, lemon, like, just on uh, overall, lemon killed this challenge yes oh like, she nailed it. it yes nailed it. it like absolutely uh, absolutely yeah. uh totally deserved know, to win mm -hmm. brightened brightened the day with a dollop of lemons um yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, your the, name was Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The 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 mime was so funny, and I agree with the judges. Like when she hit her head at the end, that was the nuance that That's I was the like, thing. oh mm-hmm. oh, this is everything. I will say this, and let me know what you think about this. For me, the sound effects made it really funny, and the judges didn't have that. Well, yeah, I thought about that with like Scarlet, with a bunch of them where like they added sound effects that that you know made it like funnier for the audience. But I kept thinking, oh wow, the actual live version of all of these probably felt a lot more flat. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Priyanka tried to follow the same logic that Lemon was in terms of like let me have a twist at the end of this yeah. that takes it somewhere else. But I think. Priyanka, I mean, obviously, like, just her improv skills just are not, you know, clicking this season. Mm-hmm. But I think with Priyanka, it's, it is like watching, uh, you know, it's like watching improv that's not working. It's like watching bad improv where, like, there, you, it doesn't feel like she's in control of the energy, you know? It feels like she's, she's two steps behind the bit, you know? And I think, Lemon was completely in control of that bit from the, the from the moment she stepped out. Whereas I could feel Priyanka like I could see her in her head. You know, mm-hmm. I could see her trying to figure out where where to land a punch and where where to let land a joke. And Lemon knew exactly where her jokes were. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Priyanka, I feel like yeah, I would have played her less angry, but more like this bitch who really wanted to win, kind of like a uh, bad girls club. You know, where it wasn't mm-hmm. anger, it was just a bad girl, and she was aggressive, and, you know, I'm the best energy, like big dick energy, you know what I mean, or big pussy mm-hmm. energy, um, and only angry when provoked, perhaps, and I think the twist for me that would have been interesting, at least, is that when she has the baby, that she actually then becomes totally obsessed with the baby. If we saw some change in her character, yeah, because of that, yeah. Um, yeah, it just, I, I feel like once I, like when they first all came out for that opening little number and I saw both Priyanka and Alona kind of doing the same note, I was like, oh, this doesn't work. And I just kept thinking of Drop Dead Gorgeous and like mm. the genius of that ensemble of girls because each of them was playing a very specific note and a very specific character. And I was wishing there was more of that. Like when I think of drop dead gorgeous and I think of like the dog girl, you know, and, and like just the nuance of how that fits in. And then like the actress girl and like, and Amy Adams character, like it's just the variations are so bizarre and so distinct that, um, I mean, it just works. And I wish there was more of that here of like, I think those kind of archetypes work better in this situation than some of the archetypes these girls were given. Definitely. Do you know the musical Smile by Hamlish and Ashman? Uh, no. Is that it's a pageant situation? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. That you can probably, Mary's, you can find the demo on the internet somewhere. Um, mm. The most famous song that like you'll hear in auditions is called Disneyland. Um, from that show, but uh, the end of the first act, if they choose to do it as a two-act show, um, is brilliant. It's called Tomorrow Night. Um, no, you see so... It's also a very problematic musical, so spoiler alert. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I totally hear you. that The characters, you're right, they could have given them a little bit 
better of a brief. But at the same time, that's also their job. Like, I don't know. I think Lemon did a great job with Miss Pris, right? Like, really mm-hmm. creating something. Did, yeah, or Misfits. Misfits, that's what it was. And because uh, uh, the the line that did it for me, because obviously the world piece, thank you, was great at the end. But what made her win it for me was when she screamed at her daddy after she stumbled. Yeah. Yeah, that's like it was stuff like that. Like that's because then there's a character, yes. right? Like there's somebody. Oh, like now I know who you are. Oh, yep. and like there's that throwback to child pageants. Like it really that's the kind of characters I was hoping they would be given. Or like I mean I know they've already done a lot of like Canadian themed challenges, but I guess there was a part of me that was like, are there like some Canadian archetypes? You know what I mean? Like when we think of in the United States, there's like Valley Girl and like Tough Brooklyn Girl and like. You know, uh, Southern Bell, Southern Bell, Midwestern farm girl. Like there's there's different, you know, Minnesota, obviously. Right. Like Drop Dead Gorgeous. You know, you could pull any Mm, of those characters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I would have kind of gangster's wife, a wrestler's wife. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think, you know, like someone some, you know, uh, dropping the kids off. Taking yeah, kids some, to my sisters. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, the 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 boxer sisters, like someone some sunburnt, you know, girl from Florida, you know, like that's that's the kind of variation I would be into, you know? Sure, sure. Um, or even like a mother doing the pageant, you know? Oh, uh, like yeah. they could have they could have done like a Jerry Blank type of thing here. You know, it really made it silly. And yeah, I, I totally hear you on the archetypes here. I do want to talk about um, some of the other nuances and other uh, contestants here. But before we do, let's take a quick little break. <laughs> Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp, and that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. So, Mary, what did you think of Scarlet Bobo? I mean, Scarlet Bobo is... I'm. I, she, I didn't think that she was gonna win. I think Lemon very clearly 
won this week, and I, I didn't begrudge that. I think that Scarlett is on sort of a Jan Sport trajectory in this competition. Oh, um, she had a Jan Sport edit on yes, the runway this week, for sure. Big time, big time. <laughs> they did the exact same thing to her that they did to Jan in the Madonna musical. Well, and, a little bit. I, they didn't, like, blow up Bobo of, like, I'm going to win. You know, because, like, she did a... Like, Jansport did a really good job, whereas Bobo, I think, did a good job. When well, Jada Essence Hall did an even better job. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I made a uh, video in Paris. Oh, <laughs> I will like unsung. I mean, not sung enough. It, like Jocelyn Fox in the rap challenge, Jada Essence Hall in the in the Madonna musical. <laughs> we will realize later Snaps. who should have won. Snaps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna take years. It's gonna take years. Take years, but you know, I'm fine with that. Like it, you know, the appreciation comes with time. I. Uh, I thought Scarlett looked great on the runway. I thought oh. she did. I mean, oh, just Mary, beautiful. that dress. I, I was, yeah. I know we're not supposed to pair queens, but like Manila Luzon energy, right? Like mm-hmm. that impeccableness. Yeah. 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 I thought she looked great on the runway. I thought she did okay in the challenge. It was kind of like a Kristen Wiig as Penelope. Yes. Kind of take oh, I off. wrote the same thing down. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that what I love the most about Scarlett Bobo this week is the reality TV side of things. I think she is a great commentator. She's not so much a narrator, but a great commentator. Like a Cheryl Hole. Yes. Like, I think that she just, I love her raspy voice, obviously. I love, I love her talking heads. Uh, my favorite Scarlett Bobo moment, like potentially BSA of the week, it's so small, but it's after Rita Bega assigns her her character, and she just does that like, hmm, like kind. Of, it's, and obviously, it's a visual <laughs> thing, but it's like she does this like tight-lipped sigh. Um, oh, and then the Priyanka, Priyanka says, "Zoom in on Scarlet Bobo's face. She is not happy." Yeah, and she's and when they cut to the talking head, Scarlet just does this kind of like this this disappointed flat smile and like sh- shoulder drop, and it's. I just loved it. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I love Scarlett Bobo. I don't, I, she's not going to, I mean, maybe she'll win next week. It'll be like Vanjie in season 11 where she finally won in the makeover challenge and then she went home the following week. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think that she is, in terms of the mix of, of queens in the room and the reality TV side of things, I just, I'm just obsessed with Scarlett Bobo. I- I hear you again. Scarlet Bobo is one of those queens where it's like, oh yeah, Scarlet Bobo. I I hope that she's not kept on this show just for conflict with Alona. And now that Alona's gone, they're like, thanks, Bobo. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you go, Bobo, over there? Bobo, she better don't, and she yeah. didn't. Um, Bobo, and- Bobo, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bobo, Bobo, Bobo. Um, bye, bye, Bobo. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet, bye, bye. Yeah. Uh, like, wanna, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know, I know. We're gonna stop. Yeah, uh, I stop. bow, I bow, I bow. Um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jim Bobo, no. Um, so <laughs> Scarlet, no, no. <laughs> Scarlet's go go. <laughs> Scarlet FOMO because she got yeah, voted so, off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scarlet FOMO because she's always missing out on winning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess one of the bird calls that Jimbo could have said could have been Scarlet Dodo. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that Scarlet, voice. oh no, not that. <laughs> Scarlet, oh no. <laughs> Scar- oh no. 
or or uh, you know RuPaul when Detox come out. Scarlet. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what Scarlet was coming out on this runway because oh she looked so good. That was yeah. a beautiful dress. That to me, if you were gonna if you were gonna be Brooklyn Heights drag right and be the judge of that Brooklyn Heights is like Mm -hmm. that one wins right yeah oh I think on the runway if I think through like if we just judge if we did a drag race Thailand and we just judged based on the runway I think that Scarlet (laughs) would win the runway sure oh yes oh definitely and then Lemon wins the the challenge and Lemon wins the challenge yeah Yeah. Lemon Mm -hmm. Lemon oh god like and it's so funny because I think they said this during the judging but it's like like how is she doing this right like it is Mm-hmm. That accent, the, like she, she immediately went into that accent. I think right after she was cast, and it's like she knows this girl. I was super, super impressed. There were some other moments when I think it was, was it when she was talking to Brooklyn? Uh, she was basically talking about being a dancer. It may have been kind of the you know quasi social justice corner where she was talking about you know the challenges oh, yes. of. You know, yes. I I love. I mean, she's like, I know. You know, some people would die to have my body. I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> lemon, <laughs> squeeze it out. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like, oh, you do. You know, like it's. Just, I mean, I get it. Like she was making an interesting point of like, you know, that as a dancer, her body was never good enough. As a drag queen, her body was never good enough. And it's sort of weird. It's like, how can I complain when I have a body that like aesthetically yeah a lot of guys would love to have and yet in the fields that i'm in it's still not good enough and i i get that like you know it, it i i understand what she's talking about you know oh th- when she said you know i basically looked in a mirror for 12 hours a day to correct mm-hmm. what's wrong and yeah, everyone I mean, including myself are obsessed with what you look like i mean that's the gay world that so many of us were brought up in and it, mm-hmm. it and you know not to be kind of this like negative nancy about lemon but i highly doubt lemon would accept all body types you know what i mean like you know like she would be one of those people that puts jocks only in her profile you know um mm-hmm. it but and you know again i am judging and i know i don't know lemon i i i'm going off of stereotypes here of the gay community and dancers and things like that mm-hmm. um so you 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 have to you have to hear that also that like she's only a product of the, the atmosphere that she was raised in and yeah. we all are we all are and it's 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 horrible right as Rita says as mom said madam mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong bodies oh that yeah oh Rita just what a like you know uh she, she was like Mrs. Garrett in the facts of life like sitting with Tootie in her bedroom like now listen there's no right or wrong bodies you know <laughs> Natalie come in here I want you to hear this you know <laughs> You know, but like 18 minutes into the episode, you know? Oh, with the music in the background. But yeah. <laughs> the fact yeah. that you're reading Natalie, you fucking <laughs> Well, like Blair doesn't Blair doesn't care, you know? <laughs> oh God. Well, you know Oh, Blair. I uh, as a Survivor fan, you know that Blair from the Facts of Life yeah. is on Survivor, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's her yeah, what's her name? Lisa? Welchel? Yes, Lisa yeah. Welchel. Uh, yeah, she has a, a fabulous moment from Survivor where uh, the families come on, right, and they do a challenge together. And so 
the, the, her brother is asked on and oh. he starts running towards her and he goes, sister. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, tangent. Uh, or as uh, Dahlia Black says, tangent, right? Was it Dahlia? Oh, God, that's a deep cut. Tangent, yeah. <laughs> Tangent. Um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yes, no right or wrong bodies. Thank you, Mrs. Garrett. Thank you, Madam yeah. Garrett. Um, Thank you. Th- yeah, I did like that, uh, you know, that Lemon's at least aware of it, you know? And granted, mm-hmm. like, sure, whatever. Sexual preference is sexual preference when it comes to body types and things like that. Like, sorry, you know, yeah. it's just, it's your product and you have to figure it out. Um, and mm-hmm. it's... N- at the end of the day, you have to make it not personal. Um, that's what I'm learning these days. Like, I just have to mm. make it not personal. And it's like, well, got to, you know, just be me and be happy with me at some point. And it sounds like Lemon also needs to be happy with her. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm, you know, not a, a tangent, so to speak, to get into now, but maybe in another episode or in Only Mary's. But I, I think it's an interesting discussion about sexual, sexual preference because there is a very big difference between saying like you have racial preferences versus you have like body type preferences. One of them is fucked up and one of them there's it's understandable or it's, or it's, you should be allowed to have those preferences. You know what I mean? Like if you're basing on like, Oh, I don't sleep with Asian guys. Well, you're an asshole. But like, if you're saying, Oh yeah, I generally like, I don't really prefer bigger guys or super skinny guys. It's like, I, I, I mean, you don't have to fuck everybody, you know. Um, it's it, that is a nuanced discussion that I th- I yeah. would love to have with you for sure. Yeah, uh, because like, because yeah. it's not, it, but it also is not that cut and dry. I think with sexual preferences, with body types, because I do think that those ideals, those Westernized beauty ideals, are ingrained in similar ways that racial ideals are. I think, in to some extent, I think when it follows, like traditional like uh, you know aesthetics of beauty then i think but i feel like there's some cases where like for example or if somebody's like yeah i actually prefer bigger guys it's like okay well that kind of goes against what mainstream media is telling us sure where does that land anyway a deep tease for a deeper conversation Mm -hmm. deep tease Oof. yes um mary i don't want to go any further without uh fact checking Michelle Dubarry being called the oldest oh. working drag queen. Thank you. Thank you. I looked it up to make sure because I was like, wait no, a minute. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, to reference that episode again. Yeah, I – so she was given the title and then in a Coco Montrese Alyssa Edwards fashion, not necessarily quite the same, but the title was taken away. Because uh, once she was named as the world's oldest working drag queen, then somebody in Portland was like, oh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> may I introduce you to Darcel 15? Excuse me. You're standing excuse on me. my neck. Yes. Yeah. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I love excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> There's this fabulous movie, get ready for it, Mary, called Holes. With Shia LaBeouf oh, and I've heard Sig- Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah, Sigourney Weaver has the most iconic line from that. She plays this like abusive, bitchy camp counselor that's actually running this like this teen rejuvenation camp. Anyway, she has this line where it's "Excuse me." That's how she says it. And excuse I just, me. Yeah, and yeah, yes, exactly. It's just another supercut of I of saw excuse, you. Me. excuse I saw me. Excuse me. Excuse me. 
excuse me. And then you go to uh, Daria, excuse me, excuse oh, me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be direct. Anyway, excuse me. Darcel 15 was born on November 16th, my sister's birthday, no. 1930. Michelle Dubarry, a fabulous drag queen who has done yes. so much amazing work, um, was born on November 23rd, 1931. Yeah, I mean, listen, both are, you know, God bless them, but it's like, if you know, facts are facts, America. Is, yeah, is, let's just make uh, sure that we understand. <laughs> yeah, facts are facts, Canada as well. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I, I, and so, of course, obviously, Mary's, if you don't know, we've actually, in our, our live show in Portland last year, we interviewed Darcel 15. Yes, yes, um, in February. We, in February, we got to see Darcel's show the night before. We had great Ugh. seats. You know, we got we like got in under the wire. Got great seats. Got chicken fingers. Oh, mozzarella sticks. God, and that server. Ugh. Oh, that server. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh, the um, server. Oh Ugh. yeah, it was oh. great. It was a great was show. Great. We saw the you know rhinestone cowboy. You know what I've learned from living in Portland, from uh, meeting you know various gay people, is that most gay people have not gone to Darcel's. Darcel's is kind of like the lip of Portland and where sure. it's more more for straight people but it is worth going and worth supporting because it 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 did do a great things um for the for the town and for the gay community <clears throat> it started out a lesbian bar it yeah it, it's great poison waters was there we saw some great queens um and, and when you uh, step into that bar it's like stepping it literally is like stepping into history you're like yes. what year is this this it is this 1987 i'm loving it like it yeah. just it it Oh, it's great. It's I was so grateful to have experienced that. I imagine that um Michelle Duberry's shows are are similar, right? That mm -hmm. there is this um charm, right? Yeah. And you know, it's funny because she was giving me similar vibes to Darcel, like just how oh, the, how yeah. she like landed a punchline and mm -hmm. like how she interacted. It it there were so many moments where I was like, "Oh my god, you're just like Darcel." Uh I I loved it. Um and I, I loved the inclusion of, like, you know, an older drag queen. And I love that, you know, it sparked the conversation about our elders being the true trailblazers. Like, obviously, Mrs. Baga, you know, called that mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love the inclusion of Michelle. But um, you mean Michelle, yeah. Michelle Visage? <laughs> oh, also, you know, according to Blair St. Clair, the oldest woman of New Jersey. Yeah. Turns page, turns page. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, uh, I, I I loved how, you know, she gets introduced and she goes, oh, did I win? Uh, it, oh, yeah. She had yeah. this Canadian sensibility as well, which I, I thought was very funny and charming because she was also yeah. killing it with the punchlines. Um, yeah, yeah, she was she was she great. And of course, and I would not have had a full appreciation of this if not for Amanda Kaczynski, but we also got Snake from Degrassi <laughs> as oh, one of the guest judges. Yes, Degrassi, um, which I didn't watch. I know that, like, you know, you can come for me, Amanda. All right, Amanda. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't watch Degrassi. I didn't really either. I've seen a few episodes. I saw, like, I don't know where I was, what the situation was where I had access to watch, like, three or four episodes of Degrassi in a row. But I re and and there have been seasons of it and iterations of it, so I don't remember. I don't know if Drake was in the wheelchair or what era it was, but um, it was great. Like it was like really good. I think. Oh well, 
fans of the show, people who got the Train 48 reference will probably understand. It was <clears throat> whatever era of Degrassi, there was the kid working at the pharmacy and stealing the meds from the pharmacy, like the opiates or whatever. Um, so whatever that was, I saw those episodes and I really enjoyed them. Oh, <clears throat> well, smart kid. Uh, yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah, uh, Especially right? if he's selling it, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm totally kidding. Sooner or later, you have to sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a Kiss of the Spider-Woman mood, so I went sooner or later. Um, so I do want to talk about Jimbo just briefly. We kind of gave him a moment at the top of the show. But that the Animal Calls talent was so absurd. Mm. The... The, the just the the bum bum gerbil right help oh yeah help! Uh, it was great i mean jimbo also killed this challenge yes i think i mean yes. you know, the disasterina moment with the 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 mic in his mouth yeah. like yeah <laughs> that was just oh it was great like jimbo i think could have also won this if it wasn't for the feelings on the runway about his his look i i just i feel like again it's uh it's almost like they have to find reasons not to like Jimbo because Jimbo is consistently head and shoulders above these other queens. It's becoming very apparent. It's a little uncomfortable. It's like Bianca Del Rio, right? It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I the, the line that won this episode and perhaps the season now, um, that tasted really good. Like strangers. I, oh, yeah. To come up with that on the spot. like That was... <laughs> And it's just like so. I'm like, oh god, that's so smart. That's yeah, so like, it's so smart. That, and I and I think Jimbo really found in similar ways to Lemon, like figured out a real, even though it was not in one note, but more, eh, the same more, couple notes. Yes, but I think it was a nice a melody. Of, it was a nice yes. motif. Yes. There was a lot of nuances within the note. You know, right? Um, I think he he stretched it really far. You know, and it yeah. never got old. You know, he understood how to come at different places right mm-hmm. there was some absurdity there was over sexualized there was physicalness right there was a lot and i think that that to me is why it didn't read as one note but i do mm-hmm. see that like yeah it was it wasn't as it didn't have the arc that lemons did which i found more mm-hmm. creative but yeah i think jimbo's will be very memorable especially that line that tasted really good like strangers um it sh- it's it's just kind of shocking how she can do this. Um, yeah, I think it kind of reminds me of of Amy Adams' character uh, Leslie Miller. Is Leslie Leslie Miller is that her name? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Uh, in Drop Dead Gorgeous, like where oh. it, she, she's generally playing one note, but there's all these little ways to play it, mm. and it, so it never got old. I just ugh. Amy right. Adams in Drop Dead Gorgeous, Brittany Murphy in Drop Dead Gorgeous, Brittany ugh. Murphy in Drop Dead Gorgeous, and like. I mean, don't get me started on Alice and Janney. I mean, don't get Christ. me started on that cast, Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, like all the way down to um, oh, who plays Iris? Uh, oh, you her. love her. You I love, love her. her. That's why we Lutherans use grape Kool Aid for the blood of Christ. <laughs> Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling, there it is. Um, I I also want to just give a little bit of credit and some love for Alona because you know we're wrapping up here. Sure, um, Alona, the nuance that Alona had on the line. Do you guys like painting? <laughs> oh yeah. Was, well, that's where I thought she was going to figure it out. I thought, yeah. oh, it seems like she's figuring some notes out. Yeah, <laughs> like um, there was this 
nervousness slash aggressive slash sad. There was a lot there. The way she said painting, uh, mm-hmm. it was almost like her voice cracked. And, she, and then when she went to, I don't want your sarcasm. I kind of loved that she went here and then it got very uncomfortable, which call me crazy, but I loved that she just took this Coco and fame turn. Like, why do you like this? Is this exciting? Mm-hmm. Like, to to be that shocking and to actually lean into, actually, I'm not going to be funny right now. It's I'm, I'm going to make it so not funny. The fact that that wasn't her intent is, I think, why it didn't work. But if she really wanted to bring us to this, I'm going to comment here, like, I was ready to go there. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. I, I think she just, this just isn't her her wheelhouse of, like, creating characters and, and having all of that, like, intentionality. Like, it reminds me of, and I only know this because I rewatched the the Bitchler episode of All-Stars 3 recently. Oh, God, Kennedy. But, oh. Well, Kennedy, Kennedy, yeah, Kennedy is, is great. But Aja kind of, it's a similar thing where Aja, like, was supposed to be playing needy, but kind of, like, sunk into whining. <laughs> You know, and it just was like, oh, like once you get your foot stuck in whiny, like there's no coming out of that, you know? Yeah. That's a bear trap. And I think Alona. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky. Bear trap. It was one of those Falcon Studios releases. Yeah. Um, I I feel like once she got whiny, like especially like the the bathing suit portion and she was wearing those club kid shoes and we know from Dragula. uh -uh. Uh, Michelle Massage. No. No. it was just like, okay, I mean, I think playing angry and playing whiny, we see this with Snatch Game a lot. It's just like, it's a crutch, and it usually doesn't work. Right, right. It, uh, it's, it's the go-to, it's very amateur. It's what high yeah. school kids do, right? There's only yeah. so many emotions. I mean, I look... Alona's Instagram is fabulous. I thought Alona did very well on this show. She represented two-spirited people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which you can feel like um, the pressure of that, similar to another queen that was talking about feeling pressure on this episode. Who was it? Uh, was it, well, was it Rita, Rita, Rita Vega? Was feeling yeah. pressure representing Quebec. And oh, and Priyanka, right? The Pri- Cupac people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, not Cupac so, people, but Cupac, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cupac Shakur, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I you know I I think it was fair that Alona went home this week. I think um, I love that she got that like that moment that I think like Candy Ho got with Ariana Grande, where she came and visited her. Oh after, like, yeah, after the, the lipstick where Ali X came to visit her, and I, that was a it was a sweet send off. I think Alona got a really sweet send off. She got an "I love you" from Stacy, mm. and I love when the judges tell the queens they love them. Delta mm. work, Ivy Winters, you know, right. Um, so uh, I think that Ken, she got her... uh, Chi to Kennedy. I love you. I uh, love you. Oh. Uh, God, I love uh, that moment. <laughs> I know. I love that woman. I both of them. I love you. <laughs> both yeah. of them. Yeah, no, both of them. Protect them at all costs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, then let's quickly talk about that lip sync, right? If yeah. We're, if we're there, then we can maybe talk about some odds and ends um, and make some predictions. Um, Ali X, first of all, I just want to say... Uh, I'm not familiar with Ali X's music, but Ali X is the Canadian Julianne Moore. Maybe, maybe uh, still Ali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kids are all Ali. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come in here. <laughs> Don't call me Ali. Don't call me. <laughs> Don't call me Ali. Suck my dick. 
I come in here? <laughs> come in here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Julianne Moore. God. Yeah, uh, Julianne Moore. Uh, so it's good. Such a shame she was in that video, that black and white video. Um, anyway. What video? <laughs> The one of like uh, oh, I'm, the, the I'm sorry I video. Take responsibility. Yes, right, yeah. Right. God. Anyway, anyway, uh, you know, intentions, good intentions, pave the road to hell. Um, sure. Uh, whatever. That's a whole other can of worms. Whole, we'll put nuance. that in the, in, the, yeah. in the episode where we talk about sexual preference. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, uh, oh, by the way, also loved that somebody or she herself came up with a miscongeniality quote, harsher punishment for parole violators. If you don't make these references, we lose these references. Oh, Miscon- yeah. Mary, yeah. imagine if we didn't do miscongeniality for Matreon. You would not have gotten that reference. No, I might not have even appreciated that Scarlet Bobo was even doing a miscongeniality sure. reference with the with the glasses, with the sound yes. Yes. Um, that they added later. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> no, I I appreciated getting those references. I mean, thank God we did miscongeniality because you know it's nice to spend time with Candace Bergen. Um, yes, yes, and Sandy yeah. and Sandy. Bullock. Oh, always. Right. That was when yes. we had a real Sandy era. Oh um, God, the net. Ugh. The net. Then I look. I who think fondly on the net. Same. Who is Pizza dot com? <laughs> I don't know the net. The net to me is dot the same net, feel- Mary. It's pizza.net. Pizza.net. Pizza.thenet. Um, that, like, Would you pull the- that crap with the net? <laughs> the net. It, it lives in the same place to me as, as uh, the pizza in Home Alone where it, and, and the kitchen. Like, oh, you know, like that feeling of like, ooh, the coziness of the net. You know? Oh, right. Like the colors in the bedroom, yeah. in the, the master bedroom in Home Alone, right? The house yes. was its own character. Pizza is screen. its own character. Yes. Pizza.net and her, you know, 90s era internet worldwide web stuff is another character. Yeah, like it it just, it makes me, it it takes me to a place of renting movies from Blockbuster, getting pizza, cozy on the couch, Friday night, you know. Right, right, right. uh, Wearing a jean jacket and walking into your parents' bedroom and saying, I am Angela Bennett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) My mother waking up going, oh. What? 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 Oh, okay. Oh, God, now you're cross-dressing again? I thought we were over this. I thought, I thought we were done with this once you stopped knocking on my bedroom door saying, Avon lady, when you were four. True story. Um, uh, Sandra Bullock was a witch in Practical Magic, Colin, not in the net. Um, not in the net. Though so we still haven't done Practical Magic. That'll be oh, we all right scary season. All right scary. Yeah. Yes. All yeah. right scary. Along with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I just want to say. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. So this lip sync, um, granted, I... I I'm I'm like oh Allie X this is good okay all right she's I'm I'm a little familiar with her music she's great she her music is so catchy and like I, it's great like I think she's and this song I was like this is a great song this is yeah yeah it was a great song I I appreciated Alona's kind of handsy arms like it's a style uh-huh. it's old now because she's done it but like yeah. I like it I like it. Uh, Alona did a good job. Like she, she wasn't. You know, like I kind of knew that she that Priyanka was going to stay, but I thought Alona did a, a solid lip sync. Yeah, yeah. I I know that you have problems with Priyanka. By the way, we did not call out Kiara's air guitar in a couple episodes it, back. Who's whose was it? 
I think Pri- was it, it Priyanka? Priyanka. Oh, it so, was Priyanka. Yeah, because she so, did it again a little well, bit. This well, a little bit. This lip sync I thought was more nuanced. Air, uh, sorry, air instruments. Because she actually did a really oh. great air bass guitar. She well, strummed she, up. I was like, she, oh, she I noticed knows. that. <laughs> but she also did that thing that similar to what Juju B did in that lip sync against Pandora, where she does the piano. Yes, um, yes. Well, it to me it was very Asia O'Hara in the dressing room with the drum oh, hits. Yes. This is now listen, this is the kind of air instrument that I'm okay with. Yes. Like what Priyanka did in this lip sync was so funny with yes. the like the, the, chime. The, beats. the chime. The chime. Oh, the chime. That was it. That was it was Genius. one, two, and then the third one was the chime. And I was like, that is comedy. Like she knew to do that. And mm-hmm. she also knew the the, the the beat that it was on, and she knows how you hit a chime. She knows how you hit the air drum strum up like that was mm-hmm. she also did a different wave every time she said hello in the chorus like that's the type of nuance i appreciate in a lip sync and so for me i was like there's no question that priyanka won this of course yeah she i feel yeah she i think you know one of the at the end of the day it's like I feel like if you make the judges fucking laugh make them fucking laugh in the lip sync you're gonna win like I, I like nine times out of ten. If you make the judges laugh in the lip sync, you'll probably win. If there's right. a laugh moment, right? Like not like Latrice Natural Woman. There's no laugh moment. Yeah, or Green know? Light Kennedy Davenport. Oh, right. Oh, I watched that. that again recently. Oh, that is God. so good. It, it is. is so it is good. so good, Mary. That is oh. that is like it's probably top five lip syncs for me. And people do, people forget about it. Because it was all yeah. stars, because it's Kennedy. I'm, it's like, no, that lip sync needs to be savored and remembered. Yeah. Ugh. It's so good. For anyone who is like, you know, reading Kennedy for that Reba lip sync in All Stars 5, it's like, go back to All Stars 3. She she can do a slow number. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. God. Um, yeah, I mean, Priyanka, I appreciate what she did. I, I feel like there's something... She she is a little bit all over the stage when she's lip syncing. Yeah, sometimes it's like she's it's like an Easter egg hunt. She's just like running around, pulling her skirt up, finding moments. But um, there, but I when she kind of like sinks into a moment and does like the beat moment or some of the waves, I was like, okay, all right, you're giving me a show. You're giving mm-hmm. a full show, and I appreciate that. You right. know. Right. No. Um, she 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 sees that she's on stage, which I think is a strength for her when you're not totally because there you've done this right when you are lip syncing in the mirror or in the shower or around your house or whatever to marco you're Mm -hmm. in your head you're it's coming out of you which is a way to lip sync but Mm -hmm. when you are entertaining you're very aware of your face your body where you are on stage what you're doing the arc of something and that is a very different lip sync right and i have Mm -hmm. appreciations for both certainly um, and some lip syncs call for one over the other. And Priyanka, I think she nailed it this week. Yeah, I think she, I, I, especially when she was hitting those those beats. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, because it is worth making sure everyone knows, I feel like it's Instagram videos that, or maybe even TikTok videos that Cameron Michaels has posted from their Work the World <gasps> tour of Asia O'Hara in the background in the workroom. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. You're yeah, no, nice. I just wanted to. Okay. Give context to that reference because it's so funny. It's and so it's good. Asia just like listening, you know, different songs and her just going off on these like dr- like air drum riffs to whatever song. And it's so funny. Asia is like such like fun ant energy 
just doing these air air drums and air instruments, and she's nailing it, nailing it. Did uh. you see that video of a very recent drag? I think it was like park and drag, like where yes, they, and it was Jada Essence Hall going to their do- oh the-, the whole the trailer <laughs> moment, that whole drama. So funny. There's another clip from a, from a similar show where Asia Do is on stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that whole moment. It that has that. It has an All Stars one untucked uh, episode one chaos. It's so good. But there was another clip that I saw on Reddit of like Asia was on stage and she looks at someone in the audience and she's like, "What's in that cooler? What do you have in that cooler?" And then she comes off stage and comes down and she goes and, she's, and she pulls up. And she's like, "They got Funyuns," and she just. It is so funny. Asia O'Hara is another uh, queen that like robbed, like needs to get a second, you know, appearance. Yeah, not like robbed. An I should, six. I sh- yeah, I should say because we say that Shay was robbed because of the lip sync fiasco at the end with Sasha. Right. You could say the same happened to Asia. She was set to win, and then there was she made yeah. that terrible decision. Yeah, to have, li- to have life like, bugs. Yeah, and it completely over shadowed everything she did exactly. in season 10 exactly i mean like it is i that's the only reason i would go back and rewatch season 10 is to rewatch asia o'hara and appreciate asia from like uh, beginning to the reunion when right. she was the only one when she got mad at rupaul like yeah oh oh yes we're protecting our sisters <laughs> Yes, she was not having it. Asia O'Hara is she? She needs a redemption. Totally, she was so good, so yeah. good that whole season. And so good. I, I gotta say, like, uh, I mean, cute as a boy and as oh a girl, yeah, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I can watch ha- Asia O'Hara forever. Yes, she has that one talking head where she's where she's talking and she's holding the Red Bull can, and then she goes, "Oh no, I'm not done," and she turns and puts the can down. It's, I mean, Hall of Fame of, of talking uh, head moments. Yeah. God. What did, oh, what did she say to Cameron? I loved it when she said this. Uh, <laughs> Chi-Chi thinks you're the merch person. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chi-Chi <laughs> thinks you're the merch person. <laughs> My God. Or Just, Kim Chi thinks you're the merch person. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Who did I say? Chi-Chi. You know, Kim Chi thinks you're the merch person. Kim Chi, she says it twice because she was afraid she didn't hear it. Kim Chi right. thinks you're the merch person. Uh. I mean that's a reason to watch the the new work the world uh, series is yeah it, and they're Asia's short in it. Yes. and they're short yeah yeah they're short but Asia is in it and that's that's it um I thought you were going to talk about Cameron Michaels um she does this impeccable lip sync to and it's so small to Meryl Streep's speech oh. from Devil Wears Prada it's so good it's the so eyes good. it's yeah I am like Cameron. Girl, this I is know. your wheelhouse. Like this, I would pay money. I would do an OnlyFans of this. I'd want to yep. see your your body. I want to see this. I will pay ten dollars yeah. a month for you know four four videos a you know a month to for of this. This is fabulous. She's, she's great at it. I just saw her do a lip sync of that Shangela untucked like I don't have a sugar daddy oh. monologue, and she does the talking heads and the and the in room you know uh, oh. moments, and it's great. Like Cameron Michaels, I mean. People don't want to give it to her because she wasn't the most like dynamic energy of season ten, but like that bitch can lip sync. Like it's she's uh, she's another one who I'd love to see come back. No, actually, I think she she was invited for All Stars five, but she yeah. didn't want to compete against Shay. Right, yeah. right, right. And that's obvious. Like it's gonna be sad yeah. when it's Cameron 
versus Asia, right? Oh. Versus uh, Jan Jan Sport and Jan Sport, Gigi Good, right? It's it's. Uh, I'm not looking forward to all of that. Yeah, who would be that? I mean, maybe it's a conversation for another time. But who would be the like India Pharaoh wild card of All Stars six? Oh, uh, it's gonna like Adita Ritz, uh, Trinity K Bonet, you know, like yeah. I mean, I don't. Jocelyn know. Fox, like who I think is oh. being invited back. Oh, yep. oh, that that's I'm I'm gonna go with Jocelyn Fox. Yeah, I love that. I I, I know you love her. Um, I do. Well, well, Marys, we're we're just about to wrap up here. I will say that one of my favorite quotes from this episode was, "I loved your tits; they were amazing." Oh yeah, <laughs> that was uh, Alex. Got great tits. Yeah, yeah, you've got great tits. They're really beautiful. Yeah. Like you like having, ha- yeah. you, you like having nice tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like having nice tits. You know, every week we get a possible showgirls reference. It's uh, crystal that isn't being made. <laughs> They're really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They're really beautiful. You like to show them off then. <laughs> uh, um, you see, darling, you are a whore. Um, so, Mary, uh, do you have uh, BSA and any predictions for next week? Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Scarlet Bobo is going to be my BSA of the week. Really? No. Yeah, uh, yep. No. She did that little thing, that little talking head reaction. And it doesn't take much for me. Alexis Mateo won it scratching a fingernail and saying it's crazy, right? Like a queen <laughs> can get a BSA of the week for very little, you know, very little nuance. It's all I need. Um, uh... Yeah, I think Scarlet Bobo. I mean, I... I'm just, I don't know. I'm obsessed with her. And the least I can do is give her PSA of the week. I I hear you. I'm going to give it to Alona's. Do you guys like my painting? Or do, do you guys like painting? Um, do you guys like painting? <laughs> just, I, I mean, you know, uh, there can be there can be two BSAs of the week. But yeah, I'm going to say Alona, uh, Scarlet is, Scarlet's my BSA of the season, honestly. Like, it's such a, she's such a supporting she doesn't. She doesn't want any challenges. It's such a. It's like a sugar cane or a Jocelyn. It's a Cheryl Fox. Hole. It's a Cheryl or Hole. A Cheryl, well, Cheryl Hole was like, she she was like in the bottom every week. Like well, she was, was like, no, well, no, she came into the workroom. She's like, well, it's gonna be another week of me doing mediocre. Uh, oh, right, because she never. She wasn't in the bottom every week. She just never no. got a Rue Peter badge. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She just never won, uh, and then she went home. Um, right. I uh, my predictions for next week are that Priyanka. Is going to stumble. Yeah, I could see. I could. So here's the thing: Scarlet doesn't sew, so if they have to make anything, she's going to be in a tough spot. Oh shit! Priya- that's right. Yeah. Um. Next week, though, I'm. I feel like next week because I looked it up. This Rainbow Railroad thing. It's like a. Um. You know, it's sort of giving folks from other countries who are you know. Uh, where there's, you know, lots of anti-LGBT policy or it's, you know, largely homophobic, it helps them get a pathway to Canada and to get out of that situation. Got and it. so these are all people who have come from those countries and who've, you know, taken the Rainbow Railroad or gone through this organization. I'm giving um, it to Canada now. I'm like, okay, Canada's a season worth to watch then. Like, mm-hmm. like they're, right? they're like, adding that stuff in. It's like, okay. yeah. Yeah, I feel like, oh, that's going to be really moving to just hear those stories and to celebrate those people and for them to come I mean, from these countries. we got Starzy and we're getting more of it. It's like, that's, yeah. that's the thing to talk about right now because it is, it, 
it's happening in the U.S. as well. People, you know, for different reasons, right? But like mm-hmm. this idea of asylum is becoming so in a globalized world is becoming so hot topicy when it mm. kind of wasn't before. But anyway, go ahead. I was gonna say, can you imagine if we had Starzy for next week's challenge? Like, Girl. how ah, uh, it would be a, uh, a tearjerker just to see her with one of these people. Oh my god! Ah, oh, oh, it breaks my heart that we're not gonna have that. They just would have been. Ugh. Anyway, build that bubble coat, you know? Mm. Build that bubble coat. Build that bobo yeah. coat. Um, that bubble coat. So, yeah, yeah I think it's... Uh, so, okay, so Scarlett or Priyanka, like, it would be shocking to me if Canada was like, yeah, we're going to send Jimbo home. <laughs> oh, oh, like, oh, God. It just... I really think... I mean, it, I you had said before, like, I was, I was expecting Priyanka for top three, but I kind of see now where, like... It's it's very likely going to be Rita, Jimbo, and Lemon in the top three. Right. Lemon is not... I mean, the minute Lemon was saved that first week, because she should have mm-hmm. gone home. She should have gone home, Mary. Juicebox won that lip sync. Um, it's true. The minute she stayed, I was like, okay, that this is a story. This is mm-hmm. this is an Adore Delano who is going to start killing it. And she did. And she surprised me. She's, she yeah. is killing it three weeks in a row. I'm like, okay, Lemon, work. And Love I'm, you. And I like I'm, the yeah, energy, really, too. Yeah, Exactly. I'm starting to like, like Lemon. Yeah. I like um, Lemon. I like. I was just thinking the same thing. I like Lemon. Uh, yeah, so. Um, we need Lemon and Ginger to go on tour together. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, to, to cure what ails you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lemon ginger. <laughs> the lemon ginger tea. <laughs> yes. Lemon ginger tea. Oh, my God. That's their podcast. Oh. Yes. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. We're just selling ideas out here. Yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to have to sell it. Um, That's right. So, Mary, uh, Mary's out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com or TasteOfReality.com slash AllRight-Mary. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at JohnnyAlso or Twitter at JohnnyAlso1. And you can hear more of me on my podcast, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or on Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker or Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Uh, and of course, uh, if you're a Matreon, uh, thank you and we love you for that. And if you would like to be a Matreon and get access to this episode sooner, as well as a shit ton of other content that we've been releasing every single week for our Matreons, uh, you can just go to patreon.com slash alright Mary and we would love you for that as well. All right, Mary. Well, our last chance lip sync this week, in honor of Alona coming into this competition, like I'm just a batch, and then seeing so much more after you kind of got to know her, uh, I am presenting Nelly Furtado's Turn Off the Light, which is a bop that should have been a bop more than like a bird. So mm. that's just my thoughts. Yeah, and she's Canadian, so Same. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's nice. Um, <laughs> whoa, well, Nelly. Right. Yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nelly Furtado, she better don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly Furtado, no, not that. Um, <laughs> Nelly for Scarlet Furtado. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, <laughs> shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> turn off the light. Turn off the yeah, light. Turn Mary. off the lights. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you in All the right. dark, Mary. See ya. It's getting so lonely inside this bed. 
Smash a big mouth.